Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me, Peakless Mountaineer. And Richard Rich. We didn't start the fire. I had that That's song all day since I since I saw the headline of this article. Oh, uh, it's great. I even thought about bringing the music up and like, you know, playing just a clip of it to get the earworm stuck in everybody's head, but yep. I'm like, I, I I'm not that mean, oh. you know, so I'm not going to do that, but uh, that song when it came out, I I did not like because there's a phrase in there that talks about uh heavy metal suicide, right? Is the the word the two words that it uses. And so at that time, uh, this we're talking about a Billy Joel song, by the way, for the listeners called "We Didn't Start the Fire." It's an '80s hit of his, uh, early '80s, I think. Anyway, um, at that time, uh, Tipper Gore, yes, wife of Al Gore, the inventor of the internet, <laughs> allegedly, and receiver of one of the um, worst first names imaginable. Yeah, uh, Tipper Gore. Uh, Is that a real first name? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Tipper yes. Gore. Tipper and Tip are are actual names, okay. and I do not get why people think that's okay. Yeah. So Tipper Gore caught her daughter listening to a heavy metal album by a band called Wasp, and it's called F Like a Beast, although F is not what it's called. There's a word I can't say on the radio. Uh, and FCC, so, no, you can't. Right. And so anyway, she caught her daughter listening to this vinyl album by Wasp, and it's a great song, by the way. If you haven't heard it, go ahead and look it up. Uh, but then she delved into this whole bit about like, oh, because she's super religious. She's like, oh my God, heavy metals, the devil's music. We must, we, and she took it like as a personal vendetta to go after this devil's music. And so I feel like my aunt uh, rock something. and roll called, they, they want their thing back. Yeah. So she, uh, headed or uh, invented an organization called the PMRC, the Parental Music Resource Center which sounds all nice and hoity, but they're basically responsible for you getting the explicit lyrics oh, label. Oh, the This Is An Awesome uh, album sticker. I yes. love those. Which those ironically... Totally backfired. Oh, yeah. Totally backfired. Totally backfired, resulted in extra album sales for artists who had that particular mm-hmm. uh, badge on their artwork for their cover of their cassettes or CDs or vinyl albums uh, and that kind of a thing. Uh, but then they also sponsored uh, a seminar called... Uh, a couple of them, but the one that I saw that my parental units at the time made me go to uh, is called The Truth About Rock. Dun, right? dun, dun. Yeah. And so it's. Sounds very it, reefer it's, madness. It's, anti- it's anti-rock propaganda <laughs> that blames heavy metal for children who attempt to commit suicide. And so they're blaming like ACDC, Shoot to Thrill. They're blaming Metallica. Uh, I'm trying to remember the, the, the ballad they have. Fade to Black is the name of that one. They're blaming Kiss. Uh, they're blaming Judas Priest. They're blaming all these heavy metal bands. Instead of, you know, blaming the parents for not getting their kids appropriate help for their mental crises. Mm. Or Where have we I, heard that recently? Or as I would, uh, as a secondary blame, because mm-hmm. uh, this was the parents' decision, you know, blaming the educational system for turning out psychopaths which it is really good at it it would be like blaming the mona lisa for a kid committing suicide right right you're, you're blaming art for actions that a human being takes and no i'm sorry if that is just not the case that's not how the human 
human brain works. You might right. you might already be considering suicide, and you decide you need some theme music to go along with your self-immolation. That sounds a lot more likely. You know, that's probably more accurate to you know what happened in some of these instances. I don't but, know, man. If you made me listen to emo rock too long, I might just decide to take it. <laughs> but that's a fort. These kids were listening to this by choice, and in <laughs> fact, it was their parents who forbade them to listen to this type of music, which of course only made them listen to more of it more frequently and more often. Right. Because that's yeah, because that's how it works, parents. Learn a thing from your I childhood. Mean, if you want to blame a music for suicide, like Morrissey, man, come on. I pop music. I right? mean like it hasn't gotten any better. It's still I'm not, I can't say the word crappy. It's still crappy. Yeah. <laughs> Classic metal. That's where it's at. Oh god. I mean, I'm, yeah, the, the, I'm glad there's a genre, but like, I'm <laughs> not glad about the name. Like, really? <laughs> really, you MFers? From the smoking gun, cops. Billy Joel's song was arson soundtrack. <laughs> huh. We didn't start the fire was blaring at torched building. So, yeah, I mean, as you can imagine. He was I proclaiming ready. his innocence. <laughs> Well, it, to be fair, the song didn't say, I didn't start the fire. It says, we. Okay. As in collectively. All right. The collective, we didn't start the fire. Not it the, was John over there. <laughs> we didn't start the fire, but we know who did. <laughs> from uh, May 24th, the song, we didn't start the fire, was blasting from inside a Minnesota building that was set ablaze by the landlord. According to police who say, the accused arsonist queued up the Billy Joel single, while torching the property with his tenants inside. Whoa. <laughs> Brutal. That's what you get with rent control. Now, so just in reading that first paragraph, I, I've read the rest of this story, so I have an idea of what's going to happen here. But when I first read this first paragraph, I had all sorts of questions. I was like, well, was he a tenant? You know, did this song just happen to come on when he was listening to like the 80s station on his Pandora or something? <laughs> right? You know, what was this irony or, or did he himself decide this is the song that's going to play? Or maybe he was using his phone, Bluetooth connected to the stereo in the house and he got out and he was like, well, as long as it's burning, I might as well listen to some theme. This, I had all these questions and we'll, and we'll get to the answers here in just a second. Oh, good. But. I was just like, how, you know, how does this happen? How does one there's, get... There's got to be the story behind it, right? Like, why would he torch his own building? And it probably has something to do with the inability to evict the tenants mm. through some government intervention. That's going to be case. my guess. You know, it, it sounds like something pushed him over that edge. Right. And uh, for the life of me, I can't stop thinking about, like, okay, so if you're going to shoot a sheriff, you gotta pe- you got to play, I shot the sheriff. Right. But, it didn't, right. No, but he didn't shoot the deputy. Yeah. So if you're going to not shoot the sheriff, but shoot the deputy, then you can't play then that you've song. Got, no, you've got to play that song in order to be in line with this. Oh. This is who didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. Uh, investigators allege that Travis Carlson, age 37, burned a Duluth, Minnesota duplex last Thursday morning using gasoline extracted from his car as an <laughs> He's accelerant. He's his own gas. Just use your tenants at that and point. It's it's worse than that. Well, oh. I mean, he wasn't planning on using it to drive around anymore. <laughs> well, he wasn't in the building. He wasn't torching it with himself inside. Carlson, who is being held... Doesn't sound like he had a great getaway plan, though. Because he ran out of gas right from the get-go. <laughs> 
he, his getaway plan must have been uh, city transportation. <laughs> <laughs> then he got to play crisscrosses. I missed the bus. No, you got to play uh, Queens. Another one uh, rides the, or another one bites the dust. Weird yeah, Al's another one rides go. the bus. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, play. Uh, carry on, my wayward captain. There'll be peace when I'm gone. Hopefully, there'll be peace. You know, sooner than that, I'd like to see it. At any rate, Carlson, who is being held in the county jail on $75,000 bail, has been charged with arson in the first degree, a felony carrying a maximum of 20 years in prison. Really? You're not even allowed to burn your own house down. What kind of world do we live in? I'd I'd have charged him with, oh, I don't know, murder? I think a more appropriate song would have been the talking heads burning down the house. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right? true. For for this particular thing, rather than we didn't start the or, fire. Or uh, burn mf or burn. We don't oh, need no water. The roof. The MF the or roof. Burn. Yeah. Uh, although I'm not that's sure if the thinking. roof was actually on fire in this case. We we don't know that. Well, you know, goals. If it's his own property, right? If we're proprietarians in this, <laughs> he has the right to do what he wants with it. If he wants to set it ablaze. Uh, right? Not while there's people in it. Yeah. Okay. W- with the exception of the tenants being inside. That aside, whom he has, <laughs> yeah, that, that aside, assumably that aside. some sort of agreement with. To, and part like, of the charge, right, has nothing to do with the tenants. They're saying arson for burning his own building down. Yeah, they don't even care about what, the tenants. What? Who well, decided on this? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, as what detailed, kind of prosecutor is this? As detailed in a probable cause statement, Duluth Police Department officers were dispatched to the duplex around 4 a.m. following a 911 call. When first responders arrived, quote. They saw the upstairs apartment in flames with we didn't start the fire blaring from the upstairs apartment. Travis Carlson, age 37, uh, he purchased the building in 2005. He lives upstairs and rents the downstairs space, which was built in 1901, so it's an older house. The downstairs tenant told cops that he was awoken by the sounds of Carlson quote, smashing glass and breaking things, unquote, inside of the upstairs unit. A neighbor reported seeing Carlson wearing a helmet and smashing his own windows around 3.30 a.m. How do you even approach him? Like, that's your landlord. I'm like, dude, keep the noise down. (laughs) Yeah, when your landlord lives upstairs and is making too much noise, who do you call? Right. That'd be an awkward conversation. Be like, hey, there's someone making a bunch of noise upstairs where you live. (laughs) (laughs) The witness added that he saw also saw Carlson underneath his truck with gas cans going in and out of the house before seeing a flash like a fireball come from the upstairs apartment. He was just practicing his wizardry. (laughs) <laughs> he was making one of those uh volcanoes for like uh fifth grade diorama yeah whatever yeah arson investigators discovered a drilled hole in the gas tank of the defendant's truck so he didn't even siphon it properly you figure it's he your, drilled a hole in it in, in his own while truck. it had a bunch of gas in it in his own truck what, what? like it's Are your you worried truck about the spark what? yes okay yes that's exactly what i'm worried about <laughs> Like, like, I mean, there's ways of doing this yeah, that don't gonna, lead to you exploding. Just a tube. A tube and a gas can. It's a series of tubes. <laughs> just one tube, not even a series. It's well, a tube. Well, I mean, my fuel system in the car is kind of a series of tubes, but, a you know. Tube. No, but to siphon the gas out of the tank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, that would be the easiest way. If you decided that you wanted to permanently alter and, you know, screw up your car while you're doing it, there's ways of doing that without, you know, potentially blowing yourself up. Yeah, drill a hole in the tire. You decided not to. Can't go anywhere with that. Here's the thing, though. Like, you drill a hole in the gas tank of your truck, your truck's not going to go anywhere for a while. You're going to be standing there eating a Snickers. Yeah, that's what I said. He planned no getaway in this whole thing. Also... The fact that it was his truck means that he also could have easily just, you know, taken a couple of uh, wrenches to it and lowered the gas tank and poured the gas out instead of, you know, going through. Kind of, some of these new cars have uh, siphon prevention things uh, oh. in the, uh, you know, where you put the gas in, in the gas hole. I didn't know that, but okay. Yeah, they do. Uh, they put uh, screens or valves, uh, other things in there that, that prevent uh, tubes from being shoved down it yet allow well, that's just dumb yet allow fluid to go into it so yeah. sometimes you got to get the gas out I, yeah, I know at so any rate is, is this it's why, so much easier just to have a locking gas cover is this why you can't buy gas in massachusetts past a certain time to prevent exactly this sort of a thing only the hooligans like, pump gas he was going to go pump some gas to do this but he couldn't and that's why he had to drill a hole in his own tank it's in minnesota and i'm a little bit familiar with the duluth area and i'm pretty sure they've got 24 7 gas stations. what in the heck is this yeah, well, let's find what out. What is this man on? <laughs> let's go to the article. Arson investigators discovered a drilled hole in the gas tank of the defendant's truck and lids to gas cans lying on the ground by the truck. Additionally, a drill was found nearby. With his fingerprints on it. <laughs> and a note saying, we didn't start the fire. <laughs> this is my drill. There are many like it, but this drill is mine. The downstairs tenant told cops that after Carlson laid ruin to his own apartment for 20 minutes... He knocked on the tenant's door to announce, the house is on fire. <laughs> While Carlson's tenants have been displaced from the property, they were not injured in the blaze. See, well, no good. intent, no intent to harm the tenants. Uh, in, uh, they, intent. He warned them. Okay, let's call it reckless endangerment at okay. least, shall right. we? Well, then charge him with that. Well, yeah, maybe this is why it took all. Maybe it, it took until the next day to arrest him because they're just watching the fire. They're like, wait, wait. So far, he has a right to all of the property. So far, they're just like, wait until like the first plastic clown melts in the other apartment. They're like, okay, get him. Sorry, I got distracted and clicked on the at the end of this article. It says in parentheses, two pages as if there's more to the story. Okay. There is not. Oh. I clicked on a thing that said next, and it, of course, brought me to... The the Hot Pockets guy? <laughs> hot Pockets guy. <laughs> Police. Hot man pocket. shot roommate over Hot Pocket. Also, this is the wrong way to make Hot Pockets. Just throw that out there. <laughs> Victim had... Hot Pockets are hotter on the inside anyway. <laughs> Those things burn. <laughs> uh, only in the middle. Either either fiery hot in the middle or they're frozen in the middle and yeah. fiery hot on the outside. There's no in-between, really, unless you bake them in the oven. I usually make them too hot, and then I nibble off a vent hole to let the steam out of the middle. Mm. I also make them too hot, and then I don't eat them for at least five minutes. Oh, and well, then they cool too quickly. No, uh-uh. you got to time it right. All right. All right. Usually, I'll work on it. Usually the five-minute mark is about right. Sometimes it takes six, depending on how overheated you get them. Hot pockets. Dead pockets. That was uh, Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, he's like those things are the worst for you health wise. They're super processed and they full of all are, sorts yeah. of like chemicals or whatever. So they're he's so like, good. dead pockets, just a pepperoni one. <laughs> uh, police man shot roommate over hot pocket. Victim had consumed remaining frozen snack, 
May 23rd, a Kentucky man shot his roommate in the buttocks. So are we not going to find out why this guy lit himself on fire? Uh, no, there's apparently no more to that song. That's that's the I whole mean, article. to that story. <laughs> that's the whole article. That's the whole article. He clicked next, and this is what it brought us to. Yeah. Man. So we're going down the rabbit hole. We're just, All right. yeah. we're just going to keep clicking next. Until I just want to know what happened with this hot pocket situation, and we'll move on with the show. <laughs> uh, Kentucky man shot his roommate in the buttocks. I just love saying that. What are you going to do, shoot me? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do, buttocks. shoot me in the butt? <laughs> And now, and now uh, I got uh, 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 what was it? Uh, vacation with Chevy Chase. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was a good old movie. It involves uh, shooting a, uh, a random security guard in the butt with a uh, uh, BB gun. Yeah, BB gun. Mm. A Kentucky fun. man shot his roommate in the buttocks after the victim ate the last hot pocket in the freezer. <gasps> Don't justifiable do homicide. <laughs> Justifiable, absolutely justifiable. If if you were acting in self defense or coming to the aid of the hot pocket, <laughs> I mean that's protection a, of personal property. That's a weak defense, but like if you are acting in defense of the hot pocket, perhaps it could be construed as justified. So this this is the like steal a paperclip, nuke an entire household kind of situation. Yeah, uh, this is according... This was in Kapistan, absolutely. As alleged in the court citation, Clifton Williams, 64, and the male victim got into an argument Saturday evening in the Louisville residence they share. Yeah, I ate the last hot pocket, and I'll do it again, too. (laughs) Bang! (laughs) No, you won't. Victim states his roommate, Mr. Williams, got mad. He ate the last hot pocket. Yeah, we already covered that. When Williams began throwing tiles at him, the victim told police, he then attempted to fight back by trying to beat his ass. <laughs> Pepperoni sells itself, yeah. but you got to market the, all meatballs the and all the other right. ones. Yeah. yeah, Ham and cheese. Right. right. Yeah. Well, they go in for the ham and cheese, and then they see that pepperoni. Right. Like if this, was, ham and cheese. if this was going to be a variety pack, it'd be like two ham and cheeses for one pepperoni, and they make you pay the full price for it. All right, so it's Memorial Day weekend, whatever that means to you. Get drunk and, you know, barbecue or, means. you know, remember all of the uh, people that government has oppressed over the years and, uh, let me and just thrown say... into jail for victimless crimes and all the people who are pending those decisions uh, as well. It's time for us to remember all those people because those are the people that actually fight for your freaking freedom. Yeah, and, and to all of the veterans, let me just say I'm sorry for your service. Because some of them realize that they need to not be the oppressors anymore, and I'm sorry for your service. Welcome to the good side. And some of them decide that, no, this was the best thing ever. I am grateful and, for the servicemen who wake up, right? The you know the military, the Navy, the Air Force, the, the Marines, who you went, and like I've talked to a few of these guys, and like they wake up while they're there. Mm-hmm. You know, while you're deployed oh, in like yeah. Iraq or Afghanistan or yeah. something, and you're Real like, convenient to wake up when you're getting shot at, right? Yeah. And also, like, oh my god, this whole thing's a lie, and I am a pawn for you know bankers and despots and you know psychopaths and that kind of a thing. And then, and then, what do you do? Because like, you're in the military, you're basically a slave. Yeah, you know, uh, you you don't really have rights. You just have to continue following orders until at some point you can get the f out. This was nothing like the commercial. I was supposed to fight a lava monster. Conscientious objector status. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, you know, when you get a bunch of servicemen together, there's also the social pressure to not be considered, uh, you know, a traitor, uh, a coward. You know, these kinds of terms are, are tossed around amongst the servicemen if you decide to uh, take leave, to become a conscientious objector, to go AWOL even, that kind of a thing. Uh, That's more dangerous. It is. Uh, so, uh, again, I'm I'm grateful for those who wake up. And at some point, I think that it is going to be uh, current people who are, we'll say, employed by the military as well as former military people uh, who are going to make the difference in whether or not we see freedom. Uh, I say that because they're the ones closest to it. They're the ones who, who have seen it in real life. They've seen combat uh, they, you know, they've had the training, they've seen the indoctrination firsthand. I think it is those people waking up that will help uh, bring humanity to more freedom. Just an opinion. Well, and they're the ones that swore an oath to fight against enemies foreign and domestic. And domestic. Right. And domestic. Right. Yeah. And so it's their obligation anyway. And Get look, to it. To be completely honest, if you actually want the, the Constitution to ever happen anywhere on Earth, the easiest way is to wipe away the government and start over. Ricky from, uh, I'm sorry, where are you from, Ricky? That's Ricky from the Commonwealth there, brother, Captain. Yeah, but what's the whole thing? It's like, Ricky from the Commonwealth of, I don't know, what's the whole, the whole Ricky from the Commonwealth from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Okay. He's trying to shed his racist roots. Hey, I'm not a racist. See? Well, so yeah. and you know what the funny thing is? There are people well that luckily I don't hear anymore from New York tried to call me that. And it's funny because my new girlfriend I was going with, Brother Ian knew it off the air. Not that it freaking matters. She happens to be black and she's from New Jersey. So whatever. You well, know? if it doesn't matter, why do you bring it up? Because I, I don't, because you get jackasses from New York talk stuff about me and they don't know me. They don't listen to me either. So who cares? But on the other things that are more important. Well, hold, hold on, Ricky, because we had this whole conversation while you were on hold about how how we think that you should open a fried chicken joint called Pennsylvania Fried Chicken. Kind of like Maryland Fried Chicken. Is that a thing? That's a thing? Okay, kind of yeah, like Maryland Northampton, Fried Chicken. In Northampton County, there's a place called Maryland Fried Chicken. That's where I'm from. Well, there you go. So your business plan is all set. Wait, this is a Maryland Fried Chicken place in Pennsylvania. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a Kentucky Fried Chicken place everywhere. Understood. Just Maryland Fried Chicken has not had that nationwide expansion yet. Okay. Now, I have been to Kentucky, but it was a long time ago, and I don't recall seeing one, but I have to assume. Oh, wouldn't that be wild if, if they were everywhere except Kentucky? Well, I, have... you know, I think that just come from Colonel Sanders, and he's out of his family recipe. That's why it's Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, okay. All righty, then. So the question is, though, is there a KFC in Kentucky? No, they just call it fried yeah, chicken. I, I would be, I maybe not. I have no idea. It's like when you're That's in China and it. you want Chinese food, you just go out for food, right? So I don't know. Kentucky's very poor. It's, they have the worst infrastructure in the country, and they're very, very poor in Kentucky. I believe in Kentucky, it's pronounced "po." It could <laughs> be. Yeah, they don't have they don't have enough money for the R. Yeah, they they can't afford, afford it. it. Yeah, yeah. twenty five letters in the Kentucky alphabet. So when KFC went from Kentucky Fried Chicken to KFC, did the ones in Kentucky just go to FC? Ooh. Oh, I hate the KFC stuff. There, there was an intermediary. Know. They tried to change it to Kitchen Fried Chicken. Are well, you now they're like, like a, a half free with Taco wow. Bell. That's true. Yeah, you now know, it's Kentucky FC. Taco Fried Bell Chicken. 
So Taco Thanks Bell, on the other hand, has up. has attempted the cranberry method of survival. Just splice yourself in with as many things that are around as possible. Like, like the Pizza Huts. Yeah, when, the Pizza Huts, the KFCs. Just, you know, splice yourself. Oh, I've seen uh, uh, Long John Silver Taco Bell. Like, would not have guessed that would ever there, have been a thing. There's also the uh, Pizza Bell Taco Hut, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in addition to the Kentucky Fried Taco Bell. Yeah. Now, I'm actually... i three of those in when, one place. When I used to eat fast food... That's I don't just eat, the food court. I don't eat fast food anymore, <laughs> but when I used to eat fast food... I would applaud a place like a Kentucky Fried uh, Taco Bell or a Pizza Bell Hut Fried Chicken or whatever, right? So you can get more than like one thing without having to go to two different restaurants, right? Yeah, you know, like I would Great love when to you have a girlfriend. Yeah, you know, she can't decide. Yes, give me a couple of big beef burritos, and uh, you know, let's get some mashed potatoes and gravy. I just don't want to have to stand in two different lines. Yeah, right. When they split them. Like, oh, Pizza Hut on this side and Taco Bell standing there. You ever line. dip a Taco Bell uh, soft taco into some Kentucky Fried Gravy? Never. I have not done that, but that sounds appealing there, Brother Captain. You're very it's creative. It's going to be in Ricky's next movie. It'll be in his restaurant when he oh, opens okay. it. Ricky's yeah, Fried yeah. Chicken. Okay. Ricky from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania's Fried Chicken. Shortwave Surfer, you're on Free Talk Live. I love I love that outro. Uh, here's what I got in the seat next time. I'll talk to you guys about this next time. Great, thanks for the call. <laughs> that was awesome. By the way, just to add, just to answer your unasked question, uh, K- Kentucky Fried Chicken is founded in North Corbin, Kentucky. So yes, it was founded in Kentucky. Was there really a Colonel Sanders? Uh, according yes. to this, yes. Okay. 18, yes, there actually 1880 was. Something. 1880 something? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 1880 something. I want to say it was 1889. I just looked it on, uh, it's actually just on Wikipedia. So. I get confused because like, Ronald McDonald fake, Jack in the Box fake, Burger King fake, Dave Thomas from Wendy's real. Mm-hmm. Right? Wendy from Wendy's real. Real. Yeah. yeah. His, his daughter. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, you remember the comedian Carrot Top? Yes. He uh, he did this bit where he, he said he used to take uh, some hair ties and put his hair up into pigtails and drive into Wendy's and watch him freak out. She's here! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the thing that freaks me out about the, the Wendy's insignia, if and now that I tell you this, you'll always see it. So the little ruffle on her, uh, her neck so is specifically designed to say mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This that says, creeps me out. All right. This says Sanders Court and Cafe was founded in March 20th of 1930 in North Corbin, Kentucky. The first franchise was September 24th, 1952 in Salt Lake City. Uh, the founder... Straight really far away from home. Colonel Harlan Sanders. Or it just says Harlan Sanders. It doesn't say Colonel. Uh, anyway, there you go. Because he's fought for the South. It's worth 27.9... Yeah. No, it's a revenue... In 2020, it was $27.9 bu- 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 billion. That's a lot of chicken. That'd be nice to have. Good Lord, that's a lot of chicken. Yeah. All right, so, Surfer, what, what else is up? Um, this Memorial Day thing. I actually posted a, uh, a post on Mastodon here earlier, mm-hmm. basically saying something to the effect of, uh, if you're serving on this Memorial Day, why are you... Uh, why are you putting your life at risk to die for you know bureaucrats and things like that that are uh, taxing your countrymen and stealing from them with uh, taxation? Excellent question. To put themselves through college. And I'm I'm or really an surprised Xbox, that you know, I haven't gotten any pushback from it. 
because Mastodon is full of a lot. A lot of Mastodon, anyway, is a bunch of like liberals. So I'm really oh, surprised yeah. that I haven't got pushed back from it. Yeah, I guess it depends on your community. I haven't had uh, as much play, if you will, on Mastodon as I have the other social media, probably because I'm doing it wrong. Uh, in nope, some way, shape, just form. not as many people there. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not. Yeah, that's probably. I, I'm not in a whole bunch of like you know uh, what do you call them federations? Is that right? Sure. Uh, so uh, you know, I, I'm in some different groups. I've got you know different tabs that I br- I browse through and that kind of a thing. But um, yeah, the interactions on Mastodon are uh, far less. I'm, I really I'm, enjoy. I'm Mastodon. definitely surprised that you're not getting pushback in in, in that uh, environment. Maybe fingers crossed here. The left is remembering that they hate war. No. Yeah, that's not right. Biden is still I president. I doubt that. I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping. Well, I mean. They, they only hate war when a Republican is uh, in charge of it. Right. Mm, eh. Seems to be the case. It's really too bad that the government didn't uh, go like default on its debt because then the military people wouldn't get paid until <laughs> they finally worked something out. Yeah, and wouldn't when, that have been fun? They wouldn't have been paid be nice. last, right? Yeah, and like, it would they would have nice cut all the programs would... before the military, and then by the time they got to cutting military budget, yeah. they would have figured it out. Yeah, and uh, okay, we're going to so... close your parks and stop your social security, and all the welfare is going to end. You don't want that to happen, right? Yeah, and, and they'll and never bring to, up the military. To to put this in proper perspective, they still had another four trillion dollars to spend for the rest of the year. You know, four trillion dollars, like the entire budget that they spent way back in two thousand seventeen, and it's gone. Yeah. So uh, the the idea that they couldn't pay their soldiers, it's uh, yeah, no, that's that's well, wasn't, the fear mongering uh, that they that they do every year. Wasn't ancient Rome uh, when they started uh, shaving uh, shaving off corners corners shaving off the edges of the coins to reduce their gold and silver content? Wasn't that in an effort to continue to pay the military? Mm-hmm. So there we go. The creation of fiat or the devaluation of currency. Uh, you know, to pay the military. Yeah. Well, and, and and the thing with Rome, they had a whole bunch of barbarians that they were hiring as mercenaries. Yeah. And then they decided not to pay them. Yeah. And that's how they got sacked. It'd be it'd be nice if they just didn't get paid, and then when they came back and finally did raise the ceiling, they didn't con- they didn't pay them because then people would realize hey, the government isn't a good place to work because I could get laid off or not paid anytime they dang well please, and I'm not going to get any money. Yeah, so and now you know why that was never going to happen. Yeah, th- yeah this, of course not. This thing comes up every you know couple of years or so, and it always gets raised, and nothing ever happens. They threaten all sorts of things, and uh, a couple of years they're even like, oh, we've got to shut down the government. Nothing of consequence in the government. I this time. Nothing of consequence Dog in the government and pony I mean, show. ever gets yeah. shut down. The the uh, uh, it pains me to say this. Unfortunately, government jobs probably still offer you better security in oh, the yeah. long run because even though they might shut it down at any given time, right? The likelihood is the government will persist. Whereas if you have a job at a business or a corporation, they might go bankrupt and go out of business yeah. too. Yeah. Right. And they're not going to rely on taxpayer funds or future debts 
to stay around. Yeah, and and in the cases where they do both uh, inside the government and outside the government the same job, you get about 150% for working for the government. Right. Well, yeah, and of course, everybody knows the government jobs have better benefits and all that kind of stuff than your your regular corporate job. Yeah. Uh, so, for yeah, a lot these, less work. Yeah. Yeah, and these... also, considering the track record that government employees have of doing the most insane and stupid things, like, it's pretty tough to get fired from a government job once you get one. Right. Yeah, you tend to fail up. Yeah. Yeah, these mafiosos definitely pay their made men well. Surfer? And and the whole thing the whole thing about, like, uh, government waste, like, I'm, I'm assuming that the $30,000 golden toilet seat doesn't actually exist. But no, it's money laundering. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, like the government's spending way too much money on things that cost a fourth the price in the private sector. That's ridiculous. Oh yeah. Well, right. and and it is all top to bottom just bribery and paybacks, like kickbacks to everyone who gave you money in the campaign, like and, top to bottom. And the government waste comes in the forms of use it or lose it budget, right? There's no saving a budget when you're working for a government agency. You just spend it all on whatever it is you can find around the office or like the sailors or wherever, chucking stuff overboard mm-hmm. so you can requisition new ones, right? And then you get an increase in budget because, hey, we used it all and now we need more for the next period. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Blame the feds for your canceled flight this Memorial Day. If your Memorial Day weekend plans are ruined by flight delays, blame government. It's planning to blame them for anything anyway. I mean, it is amazing how many things you can blame government for. I mean, that's where the buck stops for most of society's ills. Yeah. Well, so uh, there's this phrase, Bitcoin fixes this, that people will make fun of, especially on Twitter. But uh, I stand by it on pretty much every single possible usage because using a currency that isn't fiat means that they don't have the money to do half the nonsense that they do. Right. If you use Bitcoin, they can't do war. Yeah. Yeah. War as we know it requires that you be able to print money for it. Right. And they can't print more to give Elon Musk a loan. Yeah. Right. Or like curing cancer. Yeah. Bitcoin fixes that too. How does Bitcoin cure cancer? Okay. That's so, a big leap. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a, yeah, big yeah. Pa- a big part oh, of. Fill in the gaps. A big part of why our medical system is so screwed up is because it's completely dominated by the government. It is. Yeah. So if the government actually has to earn the money that before they spend it, and if people are free to spend their money without getting uh, uh, thrown in jail for giving it to the wrong person, then they can actually pursue real medicine That's instead true. of this single track must be approved by Pfizer uh, nonsense that masquerades as medicine. I want I want to bring something up if you if you're open to taking the question. So I'm open. I'm open. Right. Okay. Are you going to fill in the gaps? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All the time. As much as often as possible. Like I did to your mom. There you go. <laughs> there are ultra rare diseases mm-hmm. 
that people suffer from, mm-hmm. right? That it would be hard pressed to get a market solution to because. Not really. Well, hear me out. I'm listening. Because the cost of the research and their and and uh, cure, right, outweighs the number of people that it would cure. Mm-hmm. And so research and development money would still filter to more common diseases. And so right. how would right. how would like the Are you watching rare... me, camera guy? I am. I'm watching. Okay. Okay. So uh, what we have right now is it is completely illegal to run actual insurance companies. So this idea, you know, call it what you will, where we have like a pool of money and then when one of us gets sick, that's what pays for it. There are so many rules with that that you can't actually just do that. Now, that is the way to solve most uh, medical situations. You have to have a pool of money with a a group of people in order for that to work. Now, when you have that, and when you have competition in that, proper competition, so you have a whole available set of structures for people to pool their money for medical expenses, what ends up happening is, from time to time, that person who gets sick has one of these ultra-rare, super-weird things. Mm-hmm. But because the other people in that pool aren't sick right now, we can spend a bunch of money figuring out this ultra-rare disease. Maybe, because you have to, you still have to have someone doing that research Mm-hmm. And it has to be worth their time to right. do that research, well, which makes it prohibitively expensive. Okay. So the, the fundamental problems are are way bigger of a problem than what you're mentioning. So the fundamental problems is that we have what masquerades as a medical system and is in fact nothing similar to a medical system. So a medical system would be something that actually wanted you to be healthy. Yeah, that, that made you're, you're thinking about a healthcare system, right? Versus what we have now, which is a disease management system. Let's go to Jerome in South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Trump train. Hey. hey, how y'all doing this evening? We're good, Jerome. What's on your mind? Hey, I just watched. I was watching the news yesterday and today, and it seems Sorry like they got a little problem in Texas. With the attorney general being impeached, huh? Impeached? No idea what you're talking about. Hey, daddy, about. They what does the, the word impeach mean? Oh, what does the, the word impeach mean? I thought it was impeach, mm, like you bite into a peach <laughs> and you go mm. no, impeach. That means hasta la vista, baby. Here's the weird thing, Jerome, and I've thought about this yeah. a little bit between your calls. Like yeah. you call in here thinking you're gonna do a gotcha on us. Uh, whenever time no, a Republican does. right, whenever no. like a Republican does something dumb, right? Yeah. Because you think we're Republicans and we're not, right? Did so, I say that? No, you imply it. You insinuate almost every week. You imply or insinuate, which is why I tease you with the Trump train choo choo in the beginning of your call every week, <laughs> right? Because you're a Democrat and we got it, and we make fun of Democrats. But what you miss is we also make fun of Republicans because we, do. we don't discriminate. Right, so you can't get us with the oh my God, they got another Republican because all you're going to get from us is agreement on that issue, right? And then you'll bring you know, up something you, about a Democrat, and then you'll get disagreement what, from us. No, yeah, see I'm, now when, when I, whenever I talk about Republicans, you know, you get kind of touchy. You know, I'm starting to wonder about you, dude. The one okay, whoever you just brought up, I'm glad they lost their job because they were doing a terrible job of it. Yeah, but Republican, Democrat, like don't matter. They didn't talk like that when it was Trump, though. 
I mean, they had all these large. Dude, I we did. Okay, uh, okay. Who here in the studio thinks that Trump should go to jail for war crimes? Me, me. me. Yep, all of us, Jerome. <laughs> we all think he should go to jail here, for war crimes. Who here in the studio? Hallelujah! Hang on, hang on Jerome. Hang on, Jerome. Who here in the yeah. studio made fun of Trump during his presidency every time they were on the air? Me. 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 Uh, in fact, uh, and in fact, I, I coined the term. Well, at least do Biden to see if he still says hallelujah. At, at least on air, I coined the term Trump mm. Right. These are the uh, overzealous Trump followers, the uh, the Q followers, right, who are still waiting for their one thousand seven hundred and eighty two D chess, twelve D chess to, to be played out. So now uh, who here in the studio made fun of Biden uh, before he was even elected? Me. Me. That's right. So we are equal opportunity satirists. We do not like politicians, Jerome. And so go ahead with the rest of your thoughts. Well, who are you going to vote for? Well, who are you going for? You don't like Democrats. I vote for me. Like I'm going to lead myself. I don't need That's a leader. It totally That's works. It works every work. day. It works yep. out great for me. I, I'm doing a great yeah. job of leading myself. I'm, I'm not uh, a registered voter, and I don't intend to ever become a registered voter. Why not? You live in I don't America, care. right? What's hey, that? What? It's your country too, you know. Hey Jerome, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, show, is, show me the, this is none of my fault. Show me the contract where all of our names are on it, and you and I are co-owners of this country, Jerome. Wait a minute, haven't you heard? Haven't you heard the song? This this land is your land. This, this land land's not land. your yeah, land. Is, this land's not huh? my land. Yeah, that was It's nonsense. all taken from us by the IRS man. Not the redwood forests. Not the Gulf Stream waters. This <laughs> land doesn't belong to you or me. And Are you it's from true. Pluto? Now, you back from in the Pluto? day when it was just Mark and Ian, right, you had Mark, the registered Republican, and Ian, the registered Democrat, both spouting off libertarian viewpoints on various things, mm. right? But that is that is not the rotating cycle of characters anymore. That's true. As for hey, voting, no, no. Um, I know I'm voting in the primaries. Uh, I'm voting for RFK in the Democratic primaries. I vote for that guy. Oh, I know. You hate anything that's not an way. establishment Democrat. No. Come on. And let's go to Bata, Major Payne in Michigan. Yeah, I wonder if you was to write Ian a letter and put a $5 bill in it for the judge, would that be considered bribery? <laughs> yes. Probably. They would deem it yeah, so. I think so. Probably so. Yeah, yeah. but I'm figuring how else are you going to get him to read it, right? Huh. <clears throat> I mean, I thought this judge had to has been reading those things, whether or not he'll act favorably upon I, it. I don't know whether or not he has. I don't know that there's a way, like, it's probably based on him saying he read it. Well, I, I thought Arya brought up something where the judge mentioned something that only someone had submitted to the court. Oh, maybe that's true. Her, like the wedding. Right? Well, that, right. you, can, you can go officiate the wedding. Right? That and doesn't necessarily that. mean that, that he read the letters. That just means that he's aware that she had a thing to do before well, yeah. she can go to jail somehow. Like, that that well, thing to do was submitted in a letter. Jump out uh, he's a lot more likely to the whole thing, you know? Yeah, we're basically in the in the situation as, did that teacher actually grade my paper? Yeah. Yeah. Or was it done by a TA? Yeah. Yeah. Depends. If you get to high school or college, maybe a TA. Mm. Elementary school, they take that stuff home. Yeah, but then they might have, like, their, you know, husband, wife, or older cousin, or dog, or somebody, you know, okay. read the papers. Yeah. Either way, you're still kind of trusting the bureaucrat to read it or not, and it's not like there's a difference to, you know, hold like, them accountable. Like, like, I dated this teacher for a while, and I swear to God this happened. We went out partying one night, and she's like, I have to go to work in the morning. Oh, crap, I forgot to grade these papers. 
And so she grabbed the stack of papers and just started writing grades based on her relationship with this. This guy's probably getting a C. This guy always fails. He's getting an F. Right. And it was just based on her personal knowledge of the classroom. I don't know what happened after that, but I've seen that done. Okay. There's someone who doesn't believe in their ability to turn a student around. Major, what's on your mind? All right. Well, seeing as how you guys are doing your beard talk live thing in the beginning of the show. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Before you go on, I just want to restate not only for you, but for the audience that this is free talk live. It's a coincidence uh, that we're all bearded. It, yeah, the like, FCC is listening. The the yeah. The bearded, use your bearded. use your uh, use your church language, not your my, beard my, talk live. My, my inside voice. Use okay, your free then. talk live voice. Yeah, no so cussing. Anyway, um, it, you were talking about various rock and roll bands too at the beginning of the show. I was, yes. and it reminded me of something. You know how ZZ Top is uh, all but one of the members of the band are bearded, and the drummer who doesn't have a beard, his name is Frank, Frank Beard. Beard. Yeah. <laughs> beard is abstract. I've never mentioned that on the show before. Never. Never. Or the never. fact that you have a beard. Major, no you have a beard, that. don't you? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Just checking. I, I keep it trimmed back in the summertime. It gets too damn hot. Yeah. So what, but, were, you, what um, were you calling about? Well, a couple things. Another quick, cute one that I, I heard an old Irish woman today to, talking a story telling a story that her mother had told her. Evidently, they got into a conversation about uh, weddings or marriage or sex or maybe all three, who knows. But the old woman looked at the daughter and says, you know, a ring doesn't plug a hole. Okay. Moving Just because you're married do not mean you can't fornicate. M- moving right along to your next one. All right. Well, the last one was I just learned this here the other day. In the early 90s, there was about 50 different defense contractors. Now there's what they call the Big Five. That's why the military complex has such a ball hold on Congress right now. We were talking about that uh, Reason article. Oh, the FAA. And uh, it's, yeah, here we go. Uh, We were talking about blame the feds for your canceled flight this holiday. Uh, the, the article says that, uh, the aviation administration only has about 80% of the air traffic controllers it needs nationwide. Uh, the air traffic control facility covering New York city, for example, has only about half of the controllers it actually needs. The agency reported in March, it predicts that staffing shortfalls and spiking summer travel demand could see delays increase by 50%. Here's here's part of the irony with that, right? The government has unlimited funds, right. which means if they needed to fill 50% of their staffing, yep. they could just give everyone a raise yep. or offer enough money to Start cover promoting it. people or training or people whatever, or whatever. Right? Right? Yeah. You, you hire could. the people and give them more than they can make elsewhere because they've got unlimited funds, right? And then they still choose to operate uh, shorthanded. Yeah. Not only that... The FAA blames the lingering effects of COVID-19 pandemic for its staffing shortages. Air traffic controller trainings were delayed to accommodate social distancing and subsequent programs to expedite the training of more controllers have not made up for lost time. Meanwhile, record numbers of people are expected to travel. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Well, if I didn't know better, I'd say the government was inefficient somehow. Yeah, these short-term stressors are putting a lot of strain on government-run air traffic control systems. That's been very slow to adopt new technology. <gasps> say it ain't so. It is so. You know what's Quote, funny? Oh, go ahead. 
These problems have come out of years and years of underinvestment, Jeff Freeman, weird, of the U.S. Travel Association told NPR. If the government doesn't act now, the headaches won't just happen during peak travel season and holidays. It's going to become our daily reality. Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking, um, when they were making the Atlas Shrugged movie, mm-hmm. right? they're like, well, this book is so old. Like, How are they going to accommodate for you know, no air, <laughs> people not wanting to use airplanes and going back into trains to make the movie make sense? Right. Well, and here you are, right, shorthanded on uh, FAA staff, yep. right, causing oh, yeah. shortages and delays in yeah. air travel, mm-hmm. right, and people are going to have the opportunity to move back to rails to get to where they're going on time. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and since you pointed it out that, you know, they could just spend enough money to fix this, uh, here's the thing. The government doesn't actually want you moving around. That doesn't serve their corporate overlords at all. Okay. Like their corporate overlords want you stuck right where you are where it's hard to negotiate your pay. Well, yeah, but I mean, we're not talking about people migrating to different areas. We're That's talking about people traveling for uh holidays no i'm saying that the incentive exists to make travel as difficult as possible when you're the government okay get this uh this is a quote from mark scribner a transportation policy analyst at reason foundation we're about two decades behind peer countries uh he said of the u.s air traffic control technology back in january and the problem is not getting any better so the united states uh faa is two decades behind in technology. When Scribner said that, it was in the wake of the crash of the notice-to-air mission system, which provides pilots breaking information about conditions at airports, which temporarily grounded thousands of flights. I think you all remember that from Mm -hmm. uh, January. Most rich countries have spun off their traffic control operations into government-owned corporations or nonprofit user cooperatives. In the U.S., however, the FAA manages air traffic control directly the arrangement has long been criticized for creating a conflict of interest you think the faa (laughs) is both a regulator and operator of air traffic control systems well how are they supposed to investigate themselves and find that there was no wrongdoing otherwise (laughs) having a budget set by congress and having to abide by government procurement regulations has also slowed the agency's adoption of technology that's standard for less government managed systems uh, U.S. air traffic controllers still track flights using paper slips. Wow. Advanced. U.S. air traffic controllers still track flights using paper strips. They have like, what? what is this, like a Dungeon and Dragons map <laughs> on the table? And like, you are now in like Battleship or something? While the rest of the world has adopted electronic systems. With... Well, that's silly. Their unhackable graphite system is far superior, clearly. <laughs> these paper Tell that to the voting people. <laughs> these paper strips were considered laughably outdated all the way back in 2009 when Reason produced a documentary about it. Only then, huh? <laughs> they were totally considered up to date. No, no, no. They were laughably outdated even in 2009. Oh. Yeah. The Trump what happens ad- if there's a power outage? Won't be laughing at my pen and paper then, will you? The uh, um, We won't be flying on planes either. Yeah, that's true. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Um, yeah, nice for the uh, Sunday edition. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just so excited that we got our public access channel back. And you just can't hide it? You sound excited. Well, to the public. I mean, we've always had that public access, but... Hey, everyone. I I have a two-part question. Uh, Are you about to lose control, and do you think you like it? Well... We get our stolen television back, everyone! Well, the thing is that we've always had it, but it was unac... What it was, uh, it was squashed by the the Republican mayor. Good. He uh, underfunded so it, and then he Who's kept Democrat harassing primary. the um, the people, uh, the studio. They made him like move the location every year. Oh no! So it just threw everybody off. So that that was a way of like suppressing the cable station. And uh, I I don't know if that was technically legal. You know what I mean? I I, I don't know you because every it's only illegal if you do it. If somebody else a, does it, it's perfectly fine. What'd you say? It's only illegal if you do it. If somebody else does it, it's fine. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I I couldn't believe to the extent that the mayor just uh, destroyed a cable access. I I I'm, I was like, what? Where is I mean, the station? Well, I I walked into it by walking downtown, right on Central. Some guy was staying, standing out there, and I said. I said, what are, you, what are you doing? I said, this is our uh, new cable access channel uh, studio. And then I saw the uh, studio and we're welcoming producers. I'm like, where did you guys vanish to? I mean, we, we, we didn't. I mean. Are you going to be a producer now, Sarah? Are you going to be a producer now? I'm thinking about me and Richard. We're, we might start producing a show. I mean, because uh, now it. it's. Uh, so, I, want some, I want some clarity. Right, because there's the difference between public access and cable, and cable access. Right. Right. Sometimes the local well, cable company will put together a studio mm-hmm. and allow local content to be on for a fee or however that works. And that's perfectly well, that, that's legitimate. Exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah, if that if yeah, that's so what they what he uh suppressed, then uh that's uh that's BS. So I Sarah, mean. do you know was it public access or was it cable access? Um, this is a I think I don't know. There is some. I know that this was on cable access twenty six. You have to subscribe to cable to watch this show. So likely cable, cable access. Yeah. So I I know that the CAO he wanted to ban the government channel. He wanted to like. Uh, Hell, I want to ban the government channel. You mean CNN, Fox, and all of the rest. The MSN- government what's channel. The, what's the what's the other CNN, one? CNN, MSNBC, no, 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 C-SPAN, C-SPAN, yeah. That, okay. No, no, I'm talking about government channel sixteen. Yeah, I'm talking about government channels too. C-SPAN seems to be the least offensive because there's like no commentary. It's just a zoom in on what's going on. Ooh, maybe somebody could do like an MST3K and just heckle over the top <laughs> C-SPAN. That that but sounds I, like I a, a business that. model right there. Well, now, what you guys are saying is that the only outlet that is all controlled by the five giant corporate media, and then that's why people fought so hard in the 1976 to get the access channel so the the other opposing view or the community could have some kind of voice. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. So, okay. so our, our options are the big five giant super mega corporations or... Wait, is this now? Is this a channel that they had to steal money from people in order to put on, and then they like well, let you have access to it? Well, it's funded by the. We don't pay any money to produce a show. It's 
uh, it's, I think it's government tax funded, but our yeah, mayor. Yeah, so they stole a bunch of money in order for this okay. channel to exist. All and right. that's your option, other than the the five giant mega corporations that the government keeps. Okay, so the real solution would be you just pop up an antenna and broadcast, right? right? Uh, in a, in a, in a jail, free market. Exactly. Right. Yeah, in a free market, that would be the solution. However, uh, this fight that Sarah talks about uh, in uh, the 70s, 75, 76, in there, uh, was uh, fought because. Television was the dominant uh, broadcast mm-hmm. method at the time. And then cable came up and became the dominant broadcast method at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, now cable and television are not the dominant broadcast method. We know that the internet is the dominant broadcast method. So, in effect, Sarah, what's going on is somebody has resurrected a dinosaur. That is called Cable Access. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.